the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, I thank you so much for these appointed times that we are involved in now, as it is so great to meet with you on an ongoing basis and to see you work mightily in many people's lives. So Lord, we continue to pray for salvations. We continue to pray for people being transformed, especially our Jewish people. So Lord, pour out your spirit. We thank you and praise you for this. In the name of Yeshua, Amen. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. And um, I've got to tell you, Yom Kippur was really just a wonderful, wonderful celebration of our atonement. Yeshua is our atonement. And so we we had a terrific time, I've got to admit. And uh, yes, and the breakfast was great, too. Wonderful Israeli food. Uh, falafel and hummus and pita and special Israeli salad and and some chicken uh, skewered. So, yeah, see what you missed? <laughs> so now uh, we're involved in uh, this Tuesday. We'll be build. We'll have our sukkah built. And Tuesday night, you're invited with your children or grandchildren to help us decorate it. Uh, we put palm branches on our sukkah and we hang, you know, the little plastic fruits and various festive things, uh, decorations and, and so on. And uh, we fellowship, we eat pizza, we have a great time. Join us. So that's at 5.30. Uh, also, you can check out our website, call our office for the location nearest you if you'd like to come to one of our services. Uh, we really have 
uh, five congregations that are available to you. And uh, we'd love for you to uh, come look at shoreshdavids.org. That's S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. We love visitors. Come and bring your Jewish friends and uh, join with us. We, we, we were blessed to have a number of visitors this past uh, services that we had at Yom Kippur as well as uh, the weekend. And it's, it's always wonderful to, to have those visitors. And we love children, so bring your kids. Yeah. You know, uh, we are in now the, the time of Sukkot. Um, and so Sukkot has many names. Sukkot actually is the festival of booths, or Chag Ha Sukkot would be the correct, the festival of booths. But it's also called Chag Ha Asif, the festival of ingathering, and also just Hehag, which is the festival, or Chag Hashem, which is the festival of the Lord, or Zaman Simchatenu, which is the time of our rejoicing. All of these have symbols uh, within Sukkot, which we'll look at in a moment. Let's first read some scripture and see what it says about Sukkot. Of course, you know what chapter we turn to, right? Hopefully. Leviticus 23, and we're going to start at verse 34. Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. On the first day there shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. For seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a sacred assembly, and you shall do no work on it. And you shall take for yourselves, then this is verse 40, and you shall take for yourselves on the first day uh the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. Verse 41, you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. By the way, I always like to point out that forever means forever, right? Okay, verse 42. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. So Sukkot is another holy day, really, where you should be able to connect the dots between what we receive in the Hebrew scriptures about Sukkot 
And the fulfilling of Sukkot in the New Covenant. Uh, there are just so many places. I, I, I love it. Let's start with one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah, which is Isaiah 12, 2 and 3. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For God, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Now, I'm going to read this scripture again. And instead of the word salvation, I'm going to use the word, the name Yeshua. Is that fair? Yes, because we know that Yeshua, when translated into English, means salvation, right? So here we go. Isaiah 12, 2. Behold, God is my Yeshua. I will trust and not be afraid, for God the Lord is my strength and my song. He also has become my Yeshua. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of Yeshua. Now, uh, look, uh, we could talk about these verses for a long time, but the third one is, therefore, you'll draw water from the wells of Yeshua, right? So picture, here we are at Sukkot, and Yeshua, in the book of Yochanan, in the book of John, chapter 7 Verse 37 and 38. And listen, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Yeshua stood and cried out, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Do you see the connection between um, drawing water from the wells of salvation and Yeshua offering that if anybody thirsts, let him come to me and drink. I just love how God weaves throughout the old and the new uh, just scriptures that come together and give you such great insight. And you you really get a much better understanding of the Hebrew scriptures, the old covenant, as you read the new, as long as you're willing to put the two together. So, uh, during the Feast of Sukkot, Jewish people took part in a water-drawing ceremony on the last day of the feast. They would go down to the pool of Siloam, draw water, and bring it to the Temple Mount. Then they would pour out the water and recite Isaiah 12. And with joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. So in Hebrew, as we said, the, the word salvation would be Yeshua. Um, imagine the scene. It's just, uh, just a tremendous scene. You know, this time when they did this water drawing festival, it was considered the happiest time of the year, the happiest celebration. There was great dancing and joy. And, and you can well imagine 
as Yeshua uh, said that he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, our Jewish people didn't know that, but they had joy just because of, of what God had done. But how much more should we have joy? Because we have drawn that water from Yeshua. Amen? Yes. Okay. Exodus twenty three fifteen, 15. Uh, Sukkot is one of the pilgrimage, holy day, called, you know, where the men went up to Jerusalem to worship. And uh, so this is very important, as we will see later on. There were three holy days where... Um, the, the Jewish men were called to Jerusalem to worship, and Sukkot was one of them. Keep that in mind, and let's look at a few more scriptures. Zechariah 14, verse 16, And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So we see here that this was something that was expected after the war against Israel. There will be a point in which all the nations will come against Israel. But of course, God will prevail. And then afterwards, they will come up to Jerusalem, the nations, for the Feast of Tabernacles, which is Sukkot. And if they don't, God says there won't be rain in their land. Wow. Okay. Now, prophetically, the final Sukkot is recorded in Revelation 21, 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth has passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Now, that's what tabernacling is all about. That's what an ingathering is all about. And so, I really believe that this is prophetic in terms of God's plan. It also says in that scripture, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. How exciting will that be? Amazing, amazing. And uh, let me just say that Sukkot was always known as the holy day that commemorates God dwelling with his people. So how fitting for the kingdom of God when it fully comes to be redeemed, uh, when the, the redeemed earth to be considered the ultimate fulfillment of this holy day. God himself will dwell with his people in all his fullness. The sukkah of God will be among men when Messiah Yeshua dwells as the ruler over the thousand-year messianic kingdom. 
Now, remember, if any man thirsts, let him come to Yeshua and drink. Certainly a reason for great, great joy. Let me throw one other thing out about Sukkot, and then we'll look at a couple other things. It is also possible that Yeshua was born during Sukkot. Now, I know that might not be um, what you believe. That's okay. I'd like you to consider a few things. First of all, we know when Yeshua was born, they said there was no room in the inn, so to speak. There was no rooms to be gotten, right? And that's because Sukkot is one of, remember I told you to remember about pilgrimage holiday. So the men came to Jerusalem. So that's why it was so crowded. Okay? So there was no room. And secondly, he was born in a manger. How possible would it be that that manger was a sukkah? Okay? A temporary dwelling where he could be born in. And third, if the shepherds were tending their flock by night, oh boy, if it were December, it would be chilly. It would be extremely cold, highly unlikely that they would be out in the evening with their flocks. It's way more likely to be October, September, October. And then finally... Let me just mention how cool would it be if Yeshua was conceived at Hanukkah time, the feast of dedication, the feast of lights. Just picture that as a possibility. Look, we're not going to get dogmatic about these things. We just want to all celebrate Yeshua. And so the birth of Yeshua, whether you celebrate it at Christmas or you celebrate it at Sukkot, hey, the, it, God's looking at your heart. And uh, I, I'm sure that he is pleased that you have Yeshua in your heart. Now, so we have these three holy days, which are Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot. And I would like to try and apply the principles of these three holy days to not only our relationship at this time to God, but our relationship daily with God. And so I can send you this portion of the teaching I think it would be very, very beneficial just ask for the principles of God's appointed times, and I'll be happy to email it to you. It has two things. On one side, it talks about these principles, which I believe there are nine, and they all begin with the letter R. Don't you love that? <laughs> And then on the other side of this email that I could send you is kind of an introspection checklist. It lists various attributes that we should have, and it gives you a place to check off the things that you're weak in. So, for instance, if I were doing that and I looked at the um, fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, self-control... 
And then I added forgiveness and mercy and compassion to those as lists of attributes. The one that I would really need to work on is patience. And, uh, and it helps for me to know that. On the next side, I have a list of sins, uh, things to check off that you might want to again work on. Finally, I have another uh, chart on the spiritual acts of service and to see where you're weak in that area, because this is a time where we are to look at ourselves. Now, I won't be able to go into depth on this today. I'll have to wait till next week, but let me give you an overview of applying the principles of God's appointed times, okay? Rosh Hashanah is a time where we are asked to reflect. That's the first R. Reflect. Just look at ourselves. Secondly, we are to recognize. That's the second R. We're to recognize our sin. Third, once we recognize our sin, the third R is to repent. And these are three key elements. Now, the repent is not really so much Rosh Hashanah, though it could be, but it's certainly Yom Kippur. Then four starts Sukkot. We are, um, we receive God's forgiveness, okay? We are redeemed by God because we have been forgiven, and then we are reconciled to him. So reconciled would be number six. Notice that we have to do really four things in applying these principles. We have to reflect, we have to recognize, we have to repent, and we have to receive. Now, I, you, you have to be able to receive forgiveness. You, this requires faith and believing that what God has said he will give you, he in fact has. So Sukkot gives us the time to receive, to be redeemed, and reconciled. And then come 7, 8, and 9. These are, we have no choice in these. 7 is to rejoice. 8 is to remember. And 9 is to retell. In other words, when we have these first things, we will rejoice, we will remember why we're rejoicing because of the Lord, and we will tell people. And you know what the results are to those nine R's? And notice results is an R. We are renewed, another R. We are refreshed, another R. And we are revived, And so, are you ready? (laughs) I believe these are the principles that, as we practice them daily, daily, we have to walk around knowing the love of God. It just becomes so, so very evident. 
Well, we're going to go into that with way more depth next week. So definitely um, show up next week and we'll, we'll have a good time. We're going to continue talking about the holy days, finish that up, finish applying these principles. And uh, I, I really believe it's going to touch your heart. I pray that this show has strengthened your faith. You know, for as God is faithful to his Jewish people, remember, he is also faithful to you. We would really love at this time that you would support this radio program, The Heart of Messiah, financially. You can do that by calling our office, speaking to Karen, 813-831-5673, or you can email uh, or go on to our website at heartofmessiah.org or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to email me. Come visit us Tuesday evening around 5.30 for our pizza party and sukkah decorating plus fellowship time. And may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, let's close in a word of prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, the Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.